the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We got the one coming Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Day Spring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave, Hyde Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 178 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen to today's message from Pastor David. Among the children of Israel, from his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people, and the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. This is the old CV, curriculum vitae, or what you call what, resume, of this guy that was about to become king. This was his resume. Amen? What was his resume? He was tall and handsome. He was tall and handsome. Even though he was tall and handsome, he had no self-esteem if you read further. There was no nothing about him loving God. No. Now, compare this with the resume of David in chapter 16. 1 Samuel 16. Compare this with David before he became king. You've seen the resume of uh, Saul before he became king. Now, look at the resume of David before he became king in 1 Samuel 16 from verse 14. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a depressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Then in verse 16, let our master now command your servant who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful, who is a skillful player on the harp, and it shall be that when he plays, something will happen to you, you will be healed. Verse 18, then one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor. A man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Wow. You see the big difference between these two resumes. Which one will you like? I would like the second one. Amen. A handsome one, a handsome man, prudent in speech, son in matters, skillful in playing the harp, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Wonderful. May the Lord make you such in the name of Jesus. May the Lord make you well-rounded. Amen? When it comes to earthly things, you are sound. When it comes to heavenly things, you are sound. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. But as for Saul, all he had, all he had was earthly things. It was, it was void of anything God. This was Saul before he became the king. Now, you see the efforts or the steps that God took 
to prepare him. Again, this, this man saw, you know, the way he looked at the things of God. Uh, you will see in chapter 9, verse 7. Then Saul said to his servant, But look, if we go, what shall we bring to the man of God? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? Why? Because the servant already said to him, Let us go and seek the face of the man of God and see what he will say to us, how he would direct us to go. So Saul said, We don't have any money. What are we going to pay him? What are we going to give him? What are we going to give to the man of God? What are we going to give God? So that God will tell us what we want. That's the mentality of so many. You know, how am I going to please God? Oh, I will give him something. Maybe he doesn't have something to eat. I will give him something. There are many, many, many. They feel a sense of guilt because they have not been doing well with God. So they want to please God. So they bring some money to please God. They give some offering to please God. As if that would please God. So Saul had a mentality that, oh, we don't have any money to bring to God, to bring to the man of God, so that he would tell us where we should go. We don't have any money to bring to the prophets, so that he would tell us. Mm-mm. This was the mentality of this guy. So God wanted to correct this mentality. And now we don't even have the time to go through what God, by the mouth of the prophet, instructed him in 1 Samuel chapter 10. But basically, you know, if you read it from verse 2, it says, when you have departed from me today, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to Saul, the son to be king. When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. Now your father assists caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Then you will go forward from there and come to the terrible tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistines' garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with strange instruments, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. And you shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you ought to do. Amen. These were the instructions. All of these things that Saul was going to go through were instructions, also warnings of things to come to prepare him so that he will know how to behave. He will know how to act. And the things he must change in his life. When you come to the tomb of Rachel, they will talk to you. They will you know, bring rumors of what was going on in town to you. Just move on. Don't be distracted by them. Don't be distracted by the world. The world is a tomb. It's a death place. It's a death place. Don't be distracted. 
Don't be distracted. Move on. Amen. Then you're going to meet how many men? You're going to meet three men going up to God to Bethel. And they will be carrying three young goats, one carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a skin of wine. And they will give you two loaves of bread. Take it or take them. Amen. They're not going to give you wine. They're not going to give you any animal because you are not a priest to make sacrifice. Amen. And you're not supposed to drink wine. But they will give you what? Two loaves of bread. Take them. Or two loaves of bread will do you good. Amen. Will do the king good. Two loaves of bread mean what? The word of God. Amen. And not just one loaf. Get two loaves of bread. Now let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. Take the two loaves. You're going to need the word of God. To be the king, you're going to need the word of God. Amen. And go forward. This time is not meeting. They will meet you. Coming down from the presence of God, from the high place, they will meet you. Prophets, a group of prophets will meet you. And they will be prophesying. And the spirit of God will come upon you. And you will prophesy with them. When this happens to you, just let it go. Just join them. Prophesy with them. You'll be turned to a different man. You're going to need the word of God. And you're going to need the spirit of God. To please God. Amen. You need the word of God. First of all, you need not be distracted by the world around you. By the tomb of the world. No. The, the dead place around you. Don't be distracted by that. You're going to need two loaves of bread. Of course, they also need one. Amen. Don't get it all from them. And you're going to need the spirit of God. And when the spirit of God comes upon you. Do as the spirit of God leads you. Even though they are saying to you. When I saw become one of the prophets they will be making fun of you but the faith that pleases God is unashamed the faith that pleases God is unashamed and he said to him the spirit of God said to him wait go before me to Gilgal and wait seven days you know the faith that pleases God waits the faith that pleases God waits not the faith of many people today that can't wait faith that can't wait they don't know what is called delayed gratification. Amen. Faith that pleases God has what is called delayed gratification. Amen. He's able to wait. He's able to wait. The girl is able to wait until she gets married before having sex. That's delayed gratification. Amen. That's the faith that pleases God. That's a life that pleases God. Paul says, I want you to know that what pleases God is your sanctification. It's not just your spirit, not just your soul, even your body. Amen. The faith that pleases God goes all the way to the end. Go and wait for me in Gilgal. Wait seven days. Don't do anything. Wait seven days. That's a difficult thing to just wait. But faith that pleases God waits. And it's unashamed. So, as, as she also joined them, as she also started going to church, as she also started, as he also started going to church, what has become of these things? Can Saul be one of the prophets? Can Rachel be one of the prophets? Can Abigail be one of the prophets? Can whoever become one of the prophets? Is he one? Is she one of the Christians? Is he one of the born again? They wondered and they are laughing and they are giggling. To the extent that somebody says, who is their master? Who is the provost over that school of the prophet? Who employed or who accepted Saul into the school? Who is the provost? Who is the provost? Who is the provost of the school of the prophet? Who accepted him? He's not supposed to get him. 
who made him a Christian. How did he become a Christian? The wondering how you became a Christian. But you continue prophesying. You continue speaking the word of God. Faith that pleases God is unashamed of what anyone says in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Faith that pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Spring Chapel, located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778, extension 2. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.